can you hear me? Yes, I can. <laughs> yes, I can hear you, Scott. It's a new experience, this one. This is very different. Isn't it? Bonus episode. I know. And... Can, we- do me a favour, can you turn the music down slightly? It's on its way out, there you go. I can't hear you. Is that better? Yeah. How does that sound? This, this is a is new best, experience. This is a new experience. 21st century technology. <laughs> We, this, is, this is our bonus episode, and we will explain in a few moments, but we've been throwing a bit of a curveball on this one, haven't we? We have. There's been some last-minute restrictions. <laughs> there have. There have. We uh, had plans. Very last minute. We had plans to tour again into Manchester, didn't we? Yeah. And we th- those plans were scuppered literally yesterday, last night. Last night? Literally, what, 12, 15 hours ago? Yeah. And so, um, living in Cheshire East, we are now in the middle tier of lockdown, which means we basically can't do anything. Um, yeah, and we, we can't mix households. We can't mix households. So, I'm here in my house. Scott, where are you? I'm about two miles away in my house. <laughs> in your house. And we've got a guest on as well in a few moments. We'll introduce or we'll say hi to a very, very special guest in a moment who is in a third location. So we're currently eyeballing each other over a Zoom link, and um, we're just going to cross our fingers that the technology works. Is that fair? Yeah, fingers crossed it's working so far. I think so. I've, I've never done a podcast over Zoom. No, it's the first. I think we'll, we'll come on to some of the challenges around it in a minute, but this is our bonus episode. We left you at the end of Series 1 with a little bit of a teaser, I think. Is that fair to say, Scott? Yeah, you mentioned that we had one thing left to do. I did. And this is it. Um this- it's a special bonus episode, and it's really important that we do this, and I'll come on to explain, or we will in a few moments. So this is our bonus episode. It's going to be a little bit different to our our normal episodes. We're going to do a little bit of reflection. We're going to look back, I think, aren't we, at what we did in Series 1 and why and how that went. Yep. Yep. You're less talkative over a video link, Scott. So I'm trying to concentrate if the, in case there's a delay. Oh, I see. Right. Well, there isn't. So there, just... isn't a de- there isn't a delay, but I'm just trying to, like... You're going to make. You're gonna pretend there is one. That's not going to work. Completely... <laughs> it's completely different to normal. I'm still not used to it. It's like watching the Eurovision Song Contest results when they just pop up people from Croatia and Slovenia <laughs> and things like that. They just pop up on the camera. Interesting question. <laughs> oh, <it's... laughs> you can turn that off as well. That was, that was Siri. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Turn Siri off. <laughs> Interesting question. <laughs> so, um, so we're going to do a bit of reflection on what we've done, um, why we started it, and all that. But this is a different episode because there's a very important guest that we want to introduce in a minute. And this guy's been mentioned a few times; has become a real friend of the show. I think it's fair to say, and has made a massive contribution without actually being on on the podcast before. Is that fair? Yeah. Yeah, he's had a, a huge impact on the podcast. He has, on us, on the podcast, on, on a load of people who are listening in, because a load of people said it would be lovely to hear from him, and that's what this episode is about, really, because um, yeah. it's it's proof that no matter, do you know what, no matter what doubts or difficulties you might be experiencing at any point, that it's okay to embrace them. And this lad who I'm now just about to introduce has 100% embraced that, and is an absolute legend, and... The name will be familiar to anyone who's been listening to us over the last 12 episodes, and it's JJ Rocket. Are you with us, JJ? Yeah, I am. (laughs) How are you? How are you doing, JJ? You all good? I am good. I'm just kind of um, a little conscious about how my uh, carrier accent is going to come across. (laughs) (laughs) Mate, you know, don't need to worry. Your accent's coming across grand. (laughs) 
<laughs> and it's going to open up sponsorship for people like Greg's next season, I reckon. <laughs> Was that an accurate representation now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so don't worry about mate. Uh, JJ, honestly, seriously, it's it's an absolute pleasure to have you with us. It really is. We are delighted, aren't we, Scott? Yeah, we are. And thank you for doing it last minute over Zoom as well, because we were planning on meeting up in Manchester. Yeah. So this is, yeah, last minute change of plan, but it's all going, fingers crossed, to plan. Thanks to uh, Tears for Fears. Exactly, exactly. That's it. And because uh, I know when we when we kind of suggested this and, and we kind of opened it up and you said, I'd love to come in, and we were like, that's that's brilliant. And we'll come on to explain why in a, f- in a few moments for anyone who hasn't kind of understood your story yet um and it was really important that we all got face to face around the table i think that would have been you know really good for everybody and then you know curveball happens and you know um you know having having a you've not done zoom have you mate no 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 and you've, you've not been on zoom before my, my first zoom I, I literally downloaded it this morning that's wow. so that's impressive so it's your first zoom experience and it's your first first podcast experience as well yeah a lot of firsts. A lot of firsts. And um, for anyone who doesn't know, so JJ wrote into us in um, just before episode nine, and we kind of dedicated episode nine to JJ, and we called it There's a Dog at the Back Door. Um, yeah. And that was the title of the email that you wrote to us, wasn't it, mate? Because you yeah. opened up about social anxiety for the first time. Is that fair? Yeah, definitely. That's the first time I'd ever kind of admitted it, I think, to myself, writing it down. I think... It took me to realise that as well. As I was writing it, I was like, oh, it, it almost felt real. It's like, I, I am admitting it now. And how do you feel having done that? I think it's actually helped. I feel a bit better for it in in a way. Brilliant. It's kind of, I know I'm kind of realising what I've got when I'm talking to people. It's kind of like, I've almost got an excuse in my head. It's like, oh, well, it's okay that I'm like this because I know what I why I'm like this. Brilliant. Absolutely it brilliant. It feels like a bit of a, a bit of a weight lifted off your shoulders. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. It's like a really rubbish superpower. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. Actually, like, <laughs> it's like a really rubbish superpower. I think Title it's, for the podcast. Yeah, there you go. It's like a really rubbish superpower. But I think the fact that you've acknowledged that and then you felt able to write in and and then to come and smashed through two firsts this morning which is your first zoom call and your first podcast mate it's um it's it's yeah. an inspiration right it really it really is i've lived on zoom for nine months and it's it's hard uh, yeah it's it's, it's a different way of living isn't it zoom it's bizarre it is it is a very different way of living yeah it is, is that, and we've all adapted well kind of not adapted really to it very quickly mm. how do you find it's it jj my- for your first time it's it's not as bad as I was expecting. I, I kind of, I always just kind of get like a cold feeling from doing a, a video call because obviously the beauty of being in a room with people is, is you feed off that atmosphere off others. So it's yeah. like when you walk into a room, you can feel it, can't you? And then that yeah. feeling isn't quite there when, you, when you're doing it over a computer. And I think that was one thing that was always in my head before even even doing it, really. Mm. Yeah. But it's, um, it's not actually as bad as I had it in my head. These things rarely are. That's the thing. And, and you know, we, we build these things up, don't we? Well, Scott and I know about that, don't we? Is that fair? Yeah, we definitely <laughs> Certainly. Yeah. Uh, you know, we have, we have a perspective of what things are going to be like. We'll talk about when we started this podcast, maybe, and what we felt about that. And But, yeah, things are rarely as as as, you know, as, as we think they're going to be. Yeah. 
So yeah, I do find Zoom a little bit strange though, because I was saying to you before the amount of times I sit recording a YouTube video talking to a camera, mm. I'm kind of over that now. I find it a little bit awkward when I started doing it, but with Zoom, I've kind of struggled to adapt to it like that. Yeah. It's really strange. Yeah, I think it, it feels like you're a little bit more on show in a, in a strange way. I don't know. I think I think yeah. a few people are struggling with it, and that's why you see a lot of Zoom calls. People don't have the cameras on. You don't even know if they're there or present. You know, it's it's an interesting one that we can we can yeah. uh, we got to get. I showed right. you that video the other week, didn't I? Where that guy yeah. kind of pre-recorded all his Zoom calls for work that week. That's right. Did you so see he, that? JJ? He wasn't there. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see that, JJ, or not? I didn't know, but it's, that's a good idea. He pre, as Scott said, he pre-recorded everything. No one knew that he wasn't actually... He was there observing, um, but no one knew that the things that he was... People were looking at on screen, him, it, it wasn't him live. It was a record of him. I mean, it took a lot of work. Yeah. It's not easily done. No. But it's... it's totally doable yeah it was it was really interesting we'll we'll fire the link out actually have you got that link scott we'll stick the link out in the notes uh, it was, yeah i'll find it again yeah but it kind of links into what you said the other week as well about being present but not present yeah that's very true that's very so, true yeah yeah it's an interesting watch so um so jj it's an absolute pleasure having you with us mate and um yeah just uh you free to contribute in any way that you want to with this okay um yeah yeah we're good we're good to rock so we're gonna do i say it's a slightly different episode it is but i think it's always worth checking in with a little bit of this because we always like to ask ask we always like to ask Hask. yeah i just made up a new word <laughs> <laughs> we always like to ask where's your head at so uh, i'm gonna start with scott if that's all right and just say yeah where's where's your head at this week mate uh, it's been an interesting week. I kind of took the decision to sell my car. Oh, radical. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, cause I think, Is that why I had to come and pick you up the other day? <laughs> yeah, that's why I've started asking you for lifts again. <laughs> like having a teenage son again. <laughs> yeah, um, I think we've been in my last year of uni. I'm kind of wanting to finish in May, June time in a okay financial position a lot of my anxiety comes from money yeah so i thought it would be now was a good time to kind of sort myself out and pay off what needs paying off and save a bit of money that's a very wise so strategy I yeah sold my car while we're still on lockdown and i don't need it that's 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 good so you're hoping for an extended lockdown then so you don't have anywhere to go <laughs> well, I don't need one until I finish uni anyway, because all my uni year is online pretty much. So yeah. I don't need to go anywhere. Yeah. That's not the reason, JJ. In case you're wondering, that's not the reason why we're not coming into Manchester today. <laughs> yeah, it's not because I sold my car. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know what? I'd have been driving anyway. So, <laughs> so you've sold your car, cleared your debts. Yeah. Brilliant. That's so, a good thing to yeah. do. It feels like a bit of a weight has been lifted. Good. Yeah, that's... You must have had a nice car. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a little Ford Fiesta. It was all right. Yeah. It was just sat around on the drive not doing a lot, so I thought, it's not worth it, is it? That's it, and you can probably... If it can help out in other ways. That's it. And if you do need to go anywhere at any point and you can't get a lift or borrow anybody else's, you can hire one, probably. That's, I can uh, rely on you. you. To a certain extent, of course. <laughs> yeah. What about, what about you, JJ? You, where's where's oh. your? Oh, yeah, I'm going to flip it. Sorry, you go on, Scott. You asked the oh, question, mate. It's a, 
no, go on, ask JJ. Go on. <laughs> Where's your head at this week, JJ? Um, it's in in a, in a good place. I think I'm kind of feeling good about things. I I, I give something a try this week. I uh, well, me and both my girlfriend have both tried it. We we both downloaded Twitch um to do streaming. Thought we'd give that a little go. You're gonna to have to educate like, me on that one. Is it gaming? Yeah, well, you basically, yeah. basically you just you just play a game, but then you you're, other people can watch you play the game. Essentially, I've not heard of this one. Yeah, I've so, heard of it, but I've never done it. They're not really, I've, I've not got the um, the camera on because the camera is needed to capture what's on my computer. Right. So I could be playing like uh, a football game or whatever game, and then. I'll be talking on the microphone and then yeah. people just kind of watch you play a game basically and, and kind of join in and then chip in with questions and stuff like that. It's um, quite strange. As you kind of help each other through different levels. Or yeah, like the, the, there's um, all sorts of things like that. Yeah, so I thought I'd just give it a try. It's like early days yet, but um, but I'm just going to see how it goes. Fair play. So you're a bit of a gamer then, mate? Are you, are you a bit of a gamer? Um, I, I try. I try. In the, uh, I'm not very good at it, but I try. There's a new one coming out, isn't there? I think very soon. There's an. Is there a new PS5 coming out? Yeah, that's. Um, I've got that on pre-order. Have you? Yeah. Have, yeah. have you seen the pictures of it? It looks like a spaceship. Yeah, it, and, it's, and apparently it's, it's enormous as well. Is it? Yeah. It. It literally. It looks incredible. For a, like a piece of tech, it looks amazing. Does it? Yeah, I think it's the biggest it, console like in in dimensions that they've ever done. So I I don't know where it's going to go. <laughs> you have to build a separate room for yeah. it. Squeeze it through the front door. <laughs> oh, that's so you're looking forward to that, mate. That's brilliant. Yeah. So, so, so you're you're hitting stuff head on, really, at the moment, aren't you? Considering what you wrote to us about, and and you know, we'll we'll, we'll chat through these a little bit later on. And but you know, you you're putting yourself out there in, in a big way, aren't you? Uh, I am, but I, I think again, when I was doing the Twitch, it's like. It's like I was saying, like I'm on stage. It's like I'm hiding behind the microphone, really. So it's, it's, yeah. it's, yeah. it doesn't really um, kind of. It's not a direct thing. Yeah, it's almost like a middleman. Is that is that microphone? It's the middleman that's filtering through. So it's it wasn't not not bad. And of course, I'm in the room on my own, so I've got no one physically there staring at me or or anything like that. Mm. Mm. Yeah. You've made that reference, that, Scott, about microphones before, haven't you? And yeah, I think it's I can relate to that a lot because I think when I started playing live music, that was what I used. I kind of pretended I was, even though you can see past a microphone when you're in a like on a stage, but I kind of pretended that no one could see me behind that microphone. Mm. Like I was the thinnest person behind <laughs> that mic stand. Right, that's your strategy, <laughs> but, is it? To think, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's how I started. No one could see me behind the microphone. That's I can relate to that a lot. That wouldn't be a very interesting gig, though, would it? If you were that thin, no one could kind of <laughs> no, be like, "Where's that come from?" Microphone. <laughs> where's, he, where's that guy stood? Because <laughs> <laughs> you made reference a minute ago, JJ, that you, you you do act, don't you? You we met at an acting class. We met at an improvisation yeah. weekend, I think. Uh, and how how do you find that with someone then who, as you say, for the first time just a few weeks ago, you you kind of opened up about social anxiety, and it was a bit of a light coming on for you. Um, for someone who has that, um, it might seem a bit counterintuitive, if you like, that you spend time on stage in front of people. How, how does that play out? Um, it's it's strange. It's because I'm I'm portraying another character, and that character doesn't have social anxiety. Ah, uh, yeah. So I think that's what it is, you know. So it's uh, 
it's completely fine. It's like I'm just taking on another role and that role doesn't have to deal with that. So therefore, I don't have to subconsciously think about these things. It's it's literally like teleporting my mind into someone else. So it just it, it's weird. It just doesn't really faze me at all. I mean, there's obviously the, the normal like pre-jitters, as, you know, getting on stage like and stuff. But yeah. other than that, I'm completely fine with with acting in front of people. Yeah. That's a really interesting way of putting it, isn't it? And I, th- I think that industry sector, um, you know, relies upon that. You know, we, we we spend time being somebody else for somebody else's entertainment. And then it's when you come off stage, isn't it? It's when the applause yeah. has kind of died down. And it's the same for you, Scott, when you've done a gig and, you know, you, you've performed and you put your heart and soul into it and then you come off stage yeah. or you come off set and you go back to your caravan or your hotel room or to your room and that adulation and that respect and all that applause has kind of stopped uh, yeah. And then you're back in your own head again, and that's the difficult time sometimes, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. kind of that that performance can take your mind off everything else that is going on in your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Oh, thanks, JJ. Thank you, mate. I'm glad you. I'm glad your head's in a good spot this week. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> what about you, Dad? <laughs> thanks, mate. Um, yeah, really, really good spot this week. It was a busy, busy week last week because obviously last week was World on the Saturday on the 10th of October. Every year is World Mental Health Day. And so doing what I do, um, it gets quite a busy week in the run-up to World Mental Health Day. So I was I was, uh, I was, was pretty busy last week running webinars and, and chairing different kind of um, online forums and stuff like that. But I found it brilliantly engaging and inspiring last week. So... I was tired at the weekend. I was really tired, but it was a really good week. Um, And to see the impact that, you know, people are starting to engage with the topic of, you know, mental health and and all of those associated things around it and the amount of activity um, that I read online and and, and on the news and everything was just really brilliant. So, um, yeah, yeah, it was a good week last week, a really good week last week. So um, should we do a little bit of... um, Thank you for that. That's your. That's where's your head at. And I think we all seem to be in a pretty good spot. Is that fair? I think, considering the state of the world at the moment, <laughs> yeah. And we seem to be handling technically this curveball that we got thrown this morning or last yes. night. Yes, I, th- I think it's starting. It's taken a bit of getting used to over this end, but yeah. it's fine. It's good. fine. It's all coming through good and strong. And um, yeah, thanks again. Thanks again, JJ, for throwing yourself in. So um, we're not going to do our normal kind of listeners' comments bit. We are still getting them. We're getting quite a lot of them. And in fact, we're getting more than we've ever had because something happened last week, didn't it, Scott, which we're going to come on to. Yeah. Um, So our listener comments section is growing. That's fair Were to you say. singing the theme tune then? I did, I did contribute a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I normally resist the temptation, but something grabbed me then and I, I did a bit of a do-do along with it. So, uh, um, Usually telling me to stop doing it. <laughs> so um, I, I, we're getting a lot of comments, but this isn't the episode to kind of go through them. We will be back and we will be picking these through when we when we do return Um for series, series two, series two, which is currently in the planning phase, we will be back. We're just taking a bit of a break, but um, we're going to do a little bit of reflection on on series one. J- JJ, feel free to contribute and 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 share some stuff with us on this. But something quite bizarre happened last week, didn't it, mate? Yeah, 
Um, I remember you calling me mm. and telling me uh, we we were nominated. Is nominated the right word? Yes. Yeah, uh, for BBC Make a Difference in Stoke. Yes. Nice. Yeah. So, so someone had written in. So, BBC Radio have got this um, lockdown created campaign, if you like, called Make a Difference, and they acknowledge people who are making a bit of a difference during lockdown. And it's about you know giving a little bit of recognition to people who are doing lots of charity work or community work, and some you know really going that extra mile, if you like. That's the basic um, premise behind it. And um, bizarrely, someone mentioned us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i did not expect it at all it's very uh amazing but very strange that they think to nominate us and yeah and me and you <laughs> this for, little strange podcast for this little strange podcast because we we when we started this we just didn't really have any idea as to where it would go we just did it as a bit of a project um it's something that we both wanted to kind of try and and, and play with and then all of a sudden yeah. we get a call from bbc radio stoke saying we'd like you to come on and talk to us about your podcast on bbc radio yeah it's very bizarre how far it's come because i think we were both toying around with our own podcast ideas yeah. and then when was it middle of lockdown yep the first lockdown uh the first lockdown June. yeah May, June time. Yeah. Then we went for a walk when we could meet up again and we weren't a band from uh, household mixing. Yeah. Um, and we decided to just do it together. Yes. Instead of doing our own. Because neither of us knew what we were doing at all. <laughs> that was quite apparent, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um... So we kind of... Yeah, we just decided to make our own podcast together and it's kind of grown. It's kind of grown from there. So we we, we strung a few bits of equipment together and realised that it wasn't going to work and then we, we, we invested in a little bit more equipment and made it work and then we, we kind of put one out there. And that's where it came from really. And, you know, we were talking about what to do and, you know, we've had our own experiences of, of you know, crushing self-doubt over the years and anxieties and various different things like that. So that seemed to be a bit of a logical a logical thing to a topic for it. JJ, where did yeah. you? How did you come to find us? Um, well, that, if I'm, I'm all right to take up a couple of minutes, it's a bit Absolutely. of a, a bit of a yeah, story yeah. for you. Um, I kind of, well, I was thinking about this like, when you asked me on the on the show notes about, and it kind of started my journey to finding this podcast. Probably started <laughs> about five years ago. <laughs> right. <Crikey. laughs> So, um, so at the end of 2014, beginning of 2015 was like a really, really rubbish time for me. Uh, I think I'd, I'd just kind of got out of this toxic relationship. Um, I'd just bought a new mobile phone, <laughs> which two weeks later I'd smashed the front screen in completely. Oh, and, um, I just missed a two week cut off for the insurance. So I had to replace the screen myself. Uh, um, that the same week, my car failed its MOT that cost a few hundred quid. Um, my boiler in the, it broke and I had no hot water. This is like December time. And I had no hot water for three months and no heating for three months. Uh, and then, my car, after failing its MOT, then went on to completely die on the motorway once. So I had a complete run of, of bad luck. And then um, after I had no heating for about 
two months. My nan had found out about this and she kind of uh, ponied up a bit of money and said, you know what, I'm, I'm going I'm to sort your boiler out for you. Oh, bless her. Um, and unfortunately, she actually passed away just a few weeks after that as well. Yeah. So that whole time, just it was just bad luck after bad luck, it kind of seemed. Yeah. Um, but ever when she was paying for my boiler to be gone, uh, uh, to be done, the guy that came around to fix my boiler just kind of noticed because I was planning a house party that week. <laughs> yeah. And it was like a Hollywood theme. And he noticed that I had like, um, you know, the whole clapper slates and things like that that were dotted around planning for this house party. Sounds like a and great he, party, by the way. And um, I don't even have heard of it. It's called Chris Hitchin. He's um, now an actor. I the name rings a bell. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he was the guy that fixed my boiler. No way. And told me about these acting classes that he does, and says, "Oh, yeah, maybe you should give it a go." And that is where I um, bumped into and met Mr. Simon Naylor. Of course, yes. Good and friend. Then, good friend of us both. Uh, of all of yeah. us. And then it's through that, and then finally that Simon had been on the show. Yeah. I discovered the show. Right. So it was from that episode after he tweeted out. So it's like. If my boiler hadn't a broke, <laughs> no way. <laughs> That's amazing. If my boiler hadn't a broke, I wouldn't be here. Yeah. <laughs> Simon is kind of also indirectly uh, the reason that I'm at university, and probably he's probably kind of the reason that I've got a child. Really? <laughs> yeah. You're gonna have to explain that one. Well, because <laughs> the only reason I, I kind of kind of got into it it was basically just for acting i didn't want to do anything else but i just want to kind of get into acting and then simon does this thing called the the, the map 48s he does yeah and um i wanted yeah. to be an actor and and do that and there were no acting slots left they'd kind of gone up first and after kind of speaking to him a little bit he said that he encouraged me to go on as a director and being a director is something that i've never considered at all it's like getting behind the camera and doing so it seemed like yeah way above my and then Basically, I did it as a director, really enjoyed it. So I kind of wanted to look more into into coming that. So uh, I joined this college course about how to look at cameras and things, which is where I met my partner. So, right. <laughs> and then um, kind of spiraled off and that's how I ended up getting into uni as well. So if it weren't for that conversation, no I'd probably be, be childless and not at uni. So. <laughs> Isn't that's it? amazing. Isn't yeah. it incredible? Isn't it crazy how little things can like have like a big impact exactly and i wouldn't have even met simon again if it went for my boiler breaking (laughs) (laughs) it's it's lovely isn't it and when when simon when simon was on actually i it was a lovely episode and we invented the kind of head 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 hinge i think on during that episode as to what what's going on with the with the silver platter (laughs) head hinge (laughs) which was an interesting uh, conversation but i think simon's whole point was about i think we we called that episode sometimes just turn right didn't we um because we get so stuck into normal behaviors into repeat conversations repeat behaviors repeat patterns of behavior that sometimes if we just do something a little bit different it's amazing what kind of serendipitous events can happen do you know what i mean and just by just by fate or fortune and that's that's just that that (laughs) the one incidence of your boiler breaking yeah (laughs) led to this chain of events that now sees you with a little baby and a partner and you're doing something that you wanted to do that's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, I hadn't really thought about it until until I read the show notes and I started really started thinking like how it all kind of gone. It was just this 
just this series of events that has kind of led to this. That is it's, brilliant. Yeah. That is it brilliant. just kind of makes you think, though, isn't it? It's just those little interactions. You just don't know where it where it's going to lead you to. It's so yeah. true. It's so true. Very true. Yeah, and when and when you apply that back, let let let's apply that back to you know the kind of underlying topic of 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 why we're here today doing this particular episode, um, which is a bit reflective. But the key thing of this episode is 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 you being on it, mate. That's that's a big thing for me and Scott that you've felt able to you know, write in and open up and talk about in a very open and honest way, your social anxiety, right? And and a key part, I think I understand of social anxiety is that temptation sometimes to overthink scenarios and to think, you know, how a scenario might play out, you know, this might happen, this might happen, this might happen. And we get ourselves stuck in this rabbit warren of overthought. And then if you reflect back on that, and and just those little relationships that have happened and occurred as a consequence of just going with something. Yeah. It's really interesting when you look at those two things together, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and then, you know, maybe how we apply that moving forwards to future-based decisions and just an acknowledgement that sometimes that overthinking mindset, what we're going to be missing out on so much stuff, really, if we mm. if we try to think of every possible implication of every decision that we make. It does make me think, though, like with things like that, though, say, for instance, your boiler breaking, does everything happen for a reason? Is everything planned out ahead of before us? And we don't even know about it. That is a big question. And it's quite deep, but yeah. Yeah. It does make me think about stuff like that. Maybe your boiler broke because it was leading to all these things happening. Yeah, yeah possibly. Yeah. That's, that's... Or I, I, I kind of think like um, if, if my boiler hadn't broke, if say something else hadn't broke and I needed a plumber instead, like maybe the plumber came along and all of a sudden um, I want to become a rapper. <laughs> <laughs> that's it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then you'd be on a completely different podcast. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You might have been burning around LA with spinning <laughs> wheels and draped in gold. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> that's brilliant if that, if that, yeah if, if you if you had this if you had a different plumber it's like it's almost like that film isn't it? what's the film um with gwyneth paltrow in it sliding doors isn't it it's a bit like sliding doors oh yeah yeah, yeah. it's a little bit like that the decisions that you yeah. make determine all the knock-on implications of it yeah Fascinating. i wonder as well i think i've mentioned this in another episode whether if you, the decision we make, there's another parallel universe where the opposite happens. <laughs> you did, you did make that comparison when we were Mr. Whitfield in it at one point. Yeah, yeah. You, you created an alternate yeah. universe where the opposite happens. Yeah, um, so maybe there was another universe where your boiler didn't break, and then your life went in completely the opposite well, direction from that point. That's, oh right, right. Yeah. That's an interesting one yeah. to play with. I think we need to get Neil Gaiman on for that one. He can write us a book about it. <laughs> Who's uh, Neil Gaiman? Neil Gaiman is a bit of a fantasy author who writes some amazing stuff, and uh, oh. yeah, he, he creates alternative worlds which just make your head spin. So I think we should, uh, I think we should send that idea out to Neil Gaiman and see if he'll come on in series two. <laughs> and he was on about like the opposite. Fun, I was, I was really thinking opposite when you said that. I was like, maybe like you two doing a podcast trying to encourage doubt. You know. Just... <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, mate, we'd we'd find that really easy because Oh, that's hilarious. That's hilarious. I love that. 
and then we just create this whole world of people who are riddled with self-doubt that's that's not a positive outcome <laughs> <laughs> when you said U2, is it, I, I pictured the band U2. <laughs> maybe we've got Bono in the edge. Bono in the edge going, I got terrible self-doubt this morning. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Oh. What made you write into us, JJ? What made you write in? Can I ask you that? Um, I guess it was just a bit of a, a shot in the dark, really. Um because I've, I've listened to quite a few different podcasts and and things, and I've even I've even tried like hypnotherapy. Brilliant, yeah. Um, and I just thought like everything I've tried, no one's really kind of spoken about anxiety in, in a way that I find relatable. Right. And then I thought this podcast sounds a bit northern. It might be a bit <laughs> up my street. <laughs> We're not so, quite as northern as you, JJ. In fairness, no, maybe. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> but that's yeah oh that's lovely that's really sweet that's really sweet one thing that we noticed when we did we did do a little bit of research for this didn't we is you know a lot of the topics that we kind of explore in this um they're serious topics of course they are but they don't have to always be explored in a really serious way um yeah. and it's that relatability it's that honesty and getting you on and talking like you have and you are doing so openly about it and opening up on your email um it's it's it makes a massive difference to people mate because there will be people out there who are listening to this going i yeah i do feel like that and you know what do i do about it and and the reason that we're so delighted to have you on is because you have addressed it head on and um you know even even overcame those other hurdles this morning um you know when we said here's your link mate can you just log on and download zoom it's like what really but um yeah amazing so, um, yeah, that's kind of where it, it started from. And it's led on to this. I'm going to play a little. Um, this is the introduction, right? Because we, as we were saying before, we, we got nominated for, for um, Make a Difference on, on BBC Radio, which, which kind of floored us, I think it's fair to say, Scott. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah. it floored us and amused us and inspired us and gave us a real buzz. Um, <coughs> And then we found ourselves on BBC Radio Stoke talking to Louise Stones. So this, I'm just going to play, we've got two or three little clips of this. I'm just going to play the introductory piece. This is how we were introduced um, to, um, to the nation's listeners last week. Tomorrow is actually a special day that will probably resonate with more people than ever before after the year we've had. And that's why you should have a listen now to this. Louise speaking to dad and son, Rob and Scott, about their podcast. Huge day tomorrow, World Mental Health Day. And do you know what? I'd heard a lot about these lads and I thought they're up the road, they're in Sandbach. We've got to get them on BBC Radio Stoke. It's Rob and Scott in Sandbach. I have to say, already been dubbed as Martin and Roman Kemp of Cheshire. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Lou. Thank you for that. Hello, thank you very much. Come on now, this is the rumour. Is there any truth in it? Uh, yes, absolutely. We, we, we'll dine out on that one for a long time. Yeah, I think that's, uh, it's, it's a comedic introduction, definitely. Well, to be honest with you, uh, for Dad and Son podcast, um, some of the stuff that I've listened to that you two have done, I want to say a huge thank you. So. <laughs> Martin and Roman Kemp. <laughs> so, I did not expect that. that we, no, that. <laughs> we're massive fans of Martin and Roman Kemp. Yeah. Are you familiar with Martin yeah. Roman Kemp, JJ? 
And then it's Spandau Ballet, is that right? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, gold. Gold. <laughs> Always believe in your soul. Uh, and Roman is a, a radio DJ. Roman's a radio DJ. And they have a Sunday morning programme, don't they, on, on ITV or BBC. I don't I have got oh. I should have worked that out. I should have looked at that. On yeah, Sunday have, morning TV. I'll be honest, I've not watched it. I have, but I can never remember what channel it's on. Yeah. And and they're brilliant. And so <laughs> that kind of amused us quite a lot in the fact that we were introduced like that. And so compare it back to what we've just been talking about, right? Um, your boiler broke, JJ, and it <laughs> and and your but your um, your plumber wasn't a rapper. Um but he was starting to, you know, suggest that you should get into various different things and you uh, you party and all that sort of stuff. And then Thing, the dominoes all fall over. You meet Simon. You then sign up to uni doing your TV piece. You meet your girlfriend. You have your little baby. You join in on the podcast. And it's just a row of dominoes, isn't it? Yeah. And it's a wonderful kind of chain of events, really, that could not have happened or might not have happened if you'd have called a different, you know, plumber. Or even if I didn't have a Hollywood-themed party that weekend and it had just been an interaction, it had just been a normal house, nothing special happening, and he'd never brought it up. There you go, yeah. If he, yeah, if it wasn't... Yeah, the timing of the party, the theme of the party. How long ago was this? Five years ago, did you say? Yeah, 2015. <laughs> it's incredible how like, you can trace things back. Yeah. Amazing. When you think about it, it, it is crazy. It is, isn't it? Yeah. And so in, in a kind of similar way, Scott and I went out for a walk, you crashed your drone, and, you know, that led to a little oh, bit yeah. of anxiety. That was the same walk. That was the same walk. Scott nearly crashed his brand-new drone into the canal, um, and uh, that, was a, that was a funny story. There is one of your YouTube videos that explains that, Scott. So, there is. Um, it's still flying. It's all good. Good. And from that, we started this, and then we committed to it. We found some guests. We bought some equipment, and we understood our topic and we started to engage people and then you end up talking to Louise Stones on BBC uh, BBC Radio Stoke it's bizarre how things the way we were recording that was bizarre in itself <laughs> yeah that's right it was wasn't it because <laughs> again it's really weird because you you got all the gear that we used to record the podcast set up ready right. to record and then they rang you on your mobile and we were just <laughs> Um, leaning, both of us leaning into your mobile on speakerphone. <laughs> it was like a, a strange episode of The Apprentice, wasn't it? It was. <laughs> yeah. Sort of holding the phone out horizontally, trying to share a very small microphone. Yeah, and then pointing it to the other person <laughs> when they're trying to speak. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it was it was interesting. I'm going to play a second little clip. I've got three clips of that particular interview, and and this one was really nice because this was, was this was Scott starting to talk about, um, you know, why we should talk a little bit more. You've done a lot of amazing work as well between you, encouraging people where we live here in Staffordshire and Cheshire, and it's gone further than that across the country, but encouraging us to actually speak about what's going on. Yeah, I think it's important just to get people speaking because obviously we're in potentially quite dark times at the moment. We're all living behind a screen and just picking up the phone and getting people talking and asking how people are. One of the things we ask on the podcast is, uh, where's your head at? And it, it's kind of people have taken it on themselves they've started going into work asking people where their head is at what they're up to for the week and just getting people talking and it can really help lift a bit of pressure off people <laughs> so um what, what's 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 your take on that jj and and you know the you know that that like you are now doing you're you're 
you're, you're facing up to it. You're owning up to, you know, the, some of the, you know, challenges that you've had over the years. How are you finding that talking about it and, and having the courage to do that? It shouldn't require courage, but it does, unfortunately. Um, yeah, it's, it's just a, it's just a really good opener to get an, an honest answer from someone. You're rather than just going, oh, I, I, were you. It's, it's like, it seems just, it feels that, that little bit more personal than it. It's a bit more, it's more of a penetrating thought and it's like really gets you to pull out an answer from someone rather than just going, yeah, I'm fine. You kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. I love that. That's, um, how are you has become a, almost a conversational piece, hasn't it? It's not become a question with intent. Yeah. It's almost hello now, isn't it? It's... Yeah. Yeah. How are you? Fine. Yeah. That's very true, actually, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I always work on the principle that um, if someone says fine, ask again. Um, I don't. I never accept fine as an answer these days. How are you? Fine. Okay, but I'm actually asking you, how are you? And there's numerous other ways you can ask a question a second time. And because we all have this kind of safety zone of communication, don't we? And we like to operate within that safety zone. But when you, as you have done, JJ, you've broken through that. You've broken through that kind of protective mechanism that we wrap ourselves up in. Um, and start talking openly about stuff. It makes a massive difference, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. So, uh, any thoughts, Scott? Uh, no, I, was com- I completely agree with all of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and yeah. it's. I'm going to play this. Going to play this last little clip, and then we're going we're to move on to a very important section, which um, does tend to repeat um, throughout these these episodes. And uh, I'm intrigued. Um, as to JJ's perspective on this in a moment, but um, on that on that topic of, of of why it's so difficult or it shouldn't be difficult, this was one of the other things that came out of the chat with Louise. But to actually talk about something that is real or it's something that um, I, I feel that that's a completely different level of conversation, isn't it? It can be quite frightening as well. It, it shouldn't be frightening. That's the thing, and it, and it's always mentioned that you, you need courage to speak up and open up about these things, and that that's a shame because that that comes from stigma and it comes from fear. We we kind of don't believe that it should be fearful to do it. We, I mean, Scott and I sit opposite each other in our studio. We do talk really honestly and we do it with humor but we 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 talk about some really you know difficult stuff as well and we find that quite easy to do is that fair yeah definitely um but we're acutely aware that not everybody does and there shouldn't be that fear around it there shouldn't be that stigma around but it's based from judgment and it's based from people's perspectives and frames of reference if you like it's been difficult to talk about for years but we're getting there with it lou we really are as a nation we're getting there with it there we go there we go no more clips from that, but I think it's what, what. What's your take on that, JJ? If I can ask you that about that, it, you know that 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 fear of opening up, and, and how do you feel about it now? Uh, I, th- I think it kind of rings doubly true for men, for starters, because um, yeah. uh, it's kind of like it's more seen as like, oh, well, women are in touch with the feelings, and men are just you're always okay, you're always strong, and that's it. You're not allowed to have feelings almost. So I, I think it, it's harder opening up as a man, I think, without getting more judgment, without, you know, some silly comment or something like that. But uh, me and my girlfriend are actually, uh, I think we're quite open and honest about this. And she'll she'll ask me properly, what am I actually thinking? You know, mm-hmm. like, because I, I am one of those that will go, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm <laughs> always fine, no matter what. No matter what has happened, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. It's such an easy thing to say, isn't it? 
Yeah. I'm always fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm always fine. Yeah. It doesn't open up that door to a conversation where you have to talk about it. Exactly. It, yeah. And do you think that is getting better? Do you think that is starting to change in any way? Like you say, JJ, as men, it's probably a little bit more difficult, but do you think that's starting to move? Um, well, I'm, I'm for me personally, I'm, I'm trying to make it move. Mm. Um, it's not always easy, but I, I do try and open up a little more and be a bit more honest about things. And I think since since writing in, I've definitely started to see that change. I've, I think it's definitely helped me just start, you know, not always, but just here and there, I just started chipping away at it, basically. Yeah. And I think I'm getting getting a bit better at it. Oh, mate, uh, from, from, from what we've yeah. heard from you this morning, you... you... You can take a bit out of that statement. You are getting, yeah, you, you're on with it, and it's a, it's a door that you probably won't close again. Does that make sense? Yeah. Once once that door's been opened, and you 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 start to talk about it openly and honestly, and you realise that it actually does more good than it does harm um, for yourself and to other people as well. Why would you close that door again? Yeah. Because it doesn't make any sense to close it because you just end up back where you were before and locking stuff away like that is, it will have an impact. It will, it will have, it might not happen immediately, but over a period of time, if you're bottling stuff up like that, it will come out in some way, shape or form. And it, there's no sense locking that door closed again. There really isn't. And you'll find it really difficult to do. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm very, very good at bottling things up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So um, I think absolute credit to you, mate. Absolute credit to you. Um, so I think on that on that basis, I think we need to bring somebody else into this conversation, don't you? Is, is he here for this bonus episode? Yeah, he, he never lets us did, down. Did, did you let him know? Yeah, I sent him. Um, he wasn't so keen when um, he went, oh, lockdown, really? Oh, we yeah. can't meet Nearly up. Like, yeah, but he's <laughs> he's he's committed. He's committed and um Excellent. He's here in all of his forms. JJ. <laughs> um are you familiar with Mr. Whitfield, JJ? <laughs> I'm very much familiar with him, yes. <laughs> Shall we just recap of who Mr. Whitfield is? Here we go. I love your very recap, quickly. Scott. Try try and make sense of Mr. Uh, Whitfield in, in thirty seconds. Go. Mr. Whitfield is individual to everyone. It doesn't have to be a Mr. It could be Mrs. And it's effectively, it doesn't have to be a person. Mm. could be anyone or anything. Something you look at or don't look at. <laughs> it's, <laughs> this isn't making sense. Keep going, it's, it's wonderful. It's another <laughs> way of looking at something to give you perspective. Keep going, this is amazing, go on. I don't know how to keep going. <laughs> <laughs> it's the bit where you said it's something you could look at or not look at. I just think this is it's spiralling again already. It's wonderful. Yeah, um, it, it, it could be make believe. It could be an object. Oh yeah, we've not had that one yet. No, we haven't. Um, do you want to help out on this, JJ? Because Scott is swimming well out of his depth on this one. He is, <laughs> he is floundering away here. Trying to no, it, it's another perspective to look at when you're trying to make a decision. <laughs> Yeah, I kind That's of obviously brilliant. kind of always um it's like a, a what would Jesus do kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Yes. That's it. What would yeah, what would Jesus do? What yeah. would you take? Yeah. Yeah. 
I've got a T-shirt on it that says, what would Noel Gallagher do? You have, haven't you? What would Noel Gallagher do? We did yeah. toy with the idea, didn't we, very early on, of creating some T-shirts with uh, what would Mr Whitfield do? Should we do it? Do you think that should be a thing for um, Series 2? Do you think we should make some Mr Whitfield merch? I, I, think, I, I think we should. I'm trying to read JJ's body language here. JJ, would you wear a T-shirt that had um, WWD on it? Um... Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Maybe. I want to see the designs first. Yeah. <laughs> uh, watch this space. Watch this space. <laughs> so, If anyone else would like to uh, know more about merch, let us know. <laughs> dear, 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 dear. We've opened up another can of worms there, Scott. You realise that? So... Um, so help us out, JJ. Pull us out of our rabbit warren of, of stuff here and, and talk to us about um, your perspectives on, on, on Mr. Whitfield. Well, uh, well, you might be talking to my Mr. Whitfield in a way. Oh. Uh, so this this could be, an, an, well, it's kind of another first for me. Um, basically, JJ isn't even the name I was born with. Really? Yeah, so I... Um, I was born Jonathan Joseph Ramsden. That was my that was my name. Yeah. And then about six years ago, maybe 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 more than that, I officially changed my name via deed poll. Did you? Yeah. And I think part of the thing that influenced that decision was well, Jonathan's socially anxious. He can't deal with things, but JJ might not be. So ah. I was almost trying to force the situation I thought because I thought well if I change my name people it'll and people hear the name JJ Rocket instantly they're they're a bit more oh okay that's an unusual name they might ask a question so therefore inviting me to start a conversation already engaging with me I'm almost almost tricking people to engage with me so I don't have to do it myself that's really interesting so I've come almost kind of sorry um it's I changed my name about six or seven years ago, something like that. So there's a lot of people that have only ever known me as JJ. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, wow. But it's, it's not quite worked because I still, I'm st- it's, it's didn't kind of work how I imagined it because I'm still myself. But I mean, you know, I can't play another person constantly throughout my entire life. But it, it, I tried it and I've stuck with it and I'm trying to make it a bit more now. So it's like if we were in a room and we weren't on a podcast, there's mm. no pressure for me to, um, you know, converse in any kind of way. So maybe I wouldn't be talking as much as I am now, and I'd be a, a bit, a bit more, you know, shyer about it. It's really because interesting. I'm in a situation where you're at, where I'm supposed to be talking. It's I'm finding it a lot easier. But maybe that's more my Mr. Whitfield coming out and saying, you know, right. this is where you need to talk. That's really interesting, isn't it? That's very interesting. I wasn't expecting in our bonus episode to actually be talking to Mr. Whitfield. Whitfield. (laughs) (laughs) He couldn't have rounded that off in a nicer way. But it's a really interesting one. And I'm going to share something as well. And I wasn't expecting to share this. And um, but it ties in completely to what you what you're saying, JJ. Um, and it's it's a question of identity at the end of the day. I think that's what that's what it comes down to. Um, Because um, I'm Scott's dad. Um, I'm Rob Edwards and Scott is Scott Edwards. Um, 
and that's that's my real name. But I also have another identity as Rob Mitchell James. Um, and because like you, I, I act a bit and I go on stage sometimes and on telly sometimes. And when I became, you know, when I signed up for equity and all that sort of stuff, there was already a Rob Edwards. So you can't have the same name as another actor because it all gets very confusing. So I had to create another name. And um, the name that I came up with was Mitchell and James, which is your middle name, Scott, and Daniel's yeah. middle name. And so my, you know, my, my other name is Rob Mitchell James. And um, I'm the same guy, like you're the same guy at the end of the day. Um, but it's it's really interesting. It's a question of identity, isn't it? And so um, I'll do, you know, when I, when I work on TV or I work on stage, I, I work as Rob Mitchell James. When I do talks sometimes, depending on the audience, I do Rob Mitchell James or how I've been booked. But I'm Rob Edwards. It's really interesting. Yeah. Really interesting. Yeah. So we are talking to your Mr. Whitfield, really. I guess in a way, I think I think you are. Yeah. Um, yeah. But a, a few people think that I've changed my name because of my interest in acting and stuff like that. And I guess it's just by pure coincidence that the name sounds a bit more like a stage name. Yeah. But it's um, that it's a, it's a cool no influence name, mate. On me changing my name, I had no influence whatsoever. Right. How did you choose that name then? Uh, so basically, JJ was just my initials, Jonathan Joseph. Yeah. So in it, um. Because I went, I kind of went by the nickname of Johnny for a bit, but I, I, I kind of grew to hate that nickname just because I associated it with with a name that I was like, oh, a, a certain character. It's like, oh, well, Jonathan Joseph, Johnny, he's a bit of a shy guy. But right. I would just get rid of it, change it completely. But I'll just go my initials. Because my nan used to write it on like birthday cards and stuff when I was um, quite young. So changing to JJ wasn't fine. And, and Rocket kind of came. That's just a nickname that I have had for... A long, long time, like you know, at least fifteen years or so, and it just kind of was like, oh well, it just seemed quite easy to just put that as my surname. That's brilliant. So does the does the shy guy still exist then? Oh yeah, he's he's very much there. He's yeah. very <laughs> yeah every yeah. day. Is he? Yeah, because uh, when so when, when I uh, I was going to say when I finished work, and um, when I was finishing work. Even then, I struggled. I couldn't say bye to anyone. It was five o'clock, and I literally was out of that building like grease lightning. And I'd, I don't think I said I, I said bye to barely anyone. I was just gone because I just couldn't deal with it. You're out like a rocket, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when you changed your name, what six or seven years ago, you were aware of the fact that you were quite shy, but and you wanted to do something about it. And then by changing your name, you were hoping that would help bring out another side is that right yeah i'd say that that's pretty much uh, yeah that's pretty much done yeah. on. And, I, and have those two kind of characters or two identities if you like are they getting closer together then uh yeah i would say so i think jj has not took over quite as much <laughs> as i was wanting to um but that's what i'm, I'm kind of trying to force the two together and just you know, I'll make it so. Yeah, but the, it's the same character, the same guy underneath them all. That's the thing, yeah, and that's that's that's, that's the lovely thing. You know, it's 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 you're the same character, you're the same yeah. guy. Um, so I, I think like Jonathan is who I was, but JJ is who I want to be. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I love it. Oh, wow. 
Well, amazing. It, whoever it is, mate, you've absolutely nailed it as far as we're concerned. And, you know, you... 100%. Um, I, one, one thing I was thinking of going through, you, when, you, when you wrote to us and um, we suggested, you know, the idea of kind of coming on, you did this lovely thing, right? And um, you wrote this user's guide to dealing with a JJ. And I thought it was brilliant, right? Um, and I've not felt the need to kind of refer to it throughout this, but I think it's probably worth a bit of a look at. And, and you, you wrote things like asking a question and confrontation and small talk and desk sharing and, and various different things like this and how someone dealing with social anxiety would, you know, behave in these situations and the impact that it has. Yeah. Um, and how does that how does that kind of read now with your with you know where you are currently uh, I mean, at the moment uh, whilst i'm doing this like at this very moment in time some of it's not there yeah some of it almost doesn't exist yeah but the the, the um the second that i hang up and then or oh, knock on the door is the postman all of a sudden it'll all come back really yeah yeah but you've got that tool for managing it, haven't you? That's the thing. Yeah. And you've got that awareness at the end of the day. Um, yeah. And it, and it was lovely. And, um, you know, it's it's it was a real kind of insight into um, some of the challenges that you face on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. And um, the strength of character that you have demonstrated by coming on this to be able to overcome some of those things um, is... is is a real strength of character, mate. It's an absolute strength of character, and it's and it's a credit to you. It's an absolute credit yeah. to you. Um, I'm just going to pick one out. I'm scrolling through it here, and I, I don't have any particular ones to pick out. Haircuts, right? Something that's very close to Scott's. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I can relate to this one. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, and what he said is dealing with haircuts. I prolong these as long as humanly possible. Um, what if they ask me, have I been working today, or what do you do? I just want less air on my head today, and then I want to go home away from the humans. <laughs> <laughs> I, I com- that is exactly how I feel about haircuts. <laughs> There's nothing. It's that small talk situation. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's been in the taxi, isn't it? It's talking to the yeah. taxi driver. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I'm the same as you. I can't deal with it. Like it is. It really makes me anxious going. I, I, I do the same. I put off going for my haircut. Mm. I've not been back since lockdown. I mean, you no, not? I mean, this is a, like my hair is in front of my eyes. It's just gotten that long. I've just been putting it off yeah. for that long at the moment. Yeah. yeah. See, I've, I've got hair envy oh. now. You see, I look at that and I just think, I wish <laughs> my mind's, mind's gone. Long gone. There's not a hope in hell. Of me having <laughs> since, any lockdown, since lockdown, Holly's learned how to cut my hair. She does a good job. I mean, yeah, your quiff's looking. Actually, your yeah. quiff is resplendent this morning, Scott. It's not. It's not a quiff. <laughs> yeah, when I heard about the quiff, I was expecting like Tintin. Um... <laughs> Were you surprised yeah. when he popped up on yeah, Zoom this morning? Not, not quite as Tintin as I was expecting. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not a quiff. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. It's not a quiff. Uh, I'm just going to pick out another one here. Um, small talk in reference to what we what we just kind of spoke about. So again, just a reference. This, these are some of the things that JJ sent through to kind of explain on a day to day basis what it's like living with some of this stuff. Small talk. I avoid brief encounters like the plague. If I'm walking from the car park, which is ten minutes from the office, 
I'll either slow down to a snail's pace or speed up like Sonic the Hedgehog to avoid catching up or avoid being caught up. Even something small like passing someone on the stairs is too much. I can't say hello. Uh, I muster a slight, yeah, all right, <laughs> um, at best. Um, I can't project my voice if I'm caught off guard at a supermarket or in town and I see someone, I'll go and hide somewhere. Um, even if I'd be happy to talk to them in another situation. Mm. Um, and I just think it's important. And thanks for sharing that and, and letting us share that JJ, um, because I think people will relate to it, you know? Um, but you've been brave enough and bold enough and honest enough to talk about that and acknowledge it. And, you know, what you've done over these last few weeks and to come on here like that, it just proves that even though those things are going on, you've you've still got your strategies to be able to deal with it. Yeah. And um, it's, it's a massive credit to you, mate. Massive Huge, credit yeah, to you. Massive, yeah. So what would, what would yeah. if, if someone's kind of feeling some of those things, JJ, being as we're in the Mr. Whitfield section, what would, what do you think, what do you think Mr. Whitfield would do to someone who was feeling a little bit like that? What would he say? I think he just projects and just have a just just. It doesn't even have to be a meaningful conversation or passing on the stairs. It's just it can just be you know, all right, how are you? But it, it, it's just even saying it at a volume. It's almost having to prepare it. Mm. Like if I'm just walking minding my own business and I'm caught off guard, it's almost like I choke on the words and trying to try and throw them up. Almost, it's yeah. Like, oh, and yeah. Then, and it's very much I just go, yeah, all right, yeah, at most. Yeah, and I just, I just, I don't know what it is. It's because I, I am not prepared for an interaction or anything. But it was playing a character. He bumped into someone and says, "It'd be like, oh, all right, Gary, how are you?" Yeah, I just, it'd just be some something as simple as that. But yeah, I can't do it in real life. Yeah, yeah. So Mister Whitfield would wear it, and he'd say, you know, he'd say it with confidence, and he'd say it with boldness and honesty, and yeah, amazing, mate, amazing. Yeah, I love that. We spoke to Mr. Whitfield. We spoke to an actual Mr. Whitfield. And I wasn't expecting that. Definitely not. And he's got long hair and he lives in Bolton. <laughs> That's incredible. That's what Mr. Whitfield would do. Amazing. Um, Thank you so much for that, JJ. That, that's amazing. The fact that you've, everything you've done to like getting, like realise what is going on inside your head and then to kind of let it out in this way is amazing. It really yeah. is. Uh, I was going to say, my, my girlfriend um, suffers with anxiety. And to be honest, up until actually kind of meeting her, I just resumed uh, anxiety. I was, I just thought, oh yeah, yeah, I get anxiety. It's just when you're a little bit nervous about something. So yeah, yeah I get it. I didn't really understand what anxiety was, yeah. and just presumed it was just another word for, you know, a little bit of nerves. Yeah, that's people's was, perspective on when, it. Yeah, mm-hmm. when when talking to her and going through her anxiety, and I realised that I don't have anxiety in the same way that she does, but mm. I definitely have my own version of that. But just never really realised what the name for it was. Never truly realised what anxiety was. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. People think it's just a little bit of nervousness, but anxiety, when it's a condition, is is um, has a, a serious impact on people's on people's lives and what they can do and what they feel comfortable doing. But but the unfortunate thing is people get defined by it. But that anxiety doesn't define you as a person, as we've seen today. 
you are you are a guy who has social anxiety, yeah, and you felt okay to open up and you've shared some of your stories around that. But that social anxiety label, if it becomes a label, which unfortunately sometimes it does, doesn't define you. It doesn't. It's part of you. It's it shapes you. It makes you who you are, and it makes you that wonderful, amazing individual that we've met today. But it doesn't define you. That's the thing. Um, it's just part of you, and it's that acceptance of it, and embracing it, and acknowledging that it might make us a bit quirky in some way, shape, or form. You know, we have self doubt on a regular basis. I know Scott does. I know I do. Um, but it's about not being fearful of it. And that's what Mr. Whitfield is in some respects. It's a personification of these doubts and insecurities. And when you personify it in some way, make it less scary and a bit more humorous maybe, and sometimes it becomes a bit lovable over the time as well. That's a better way of what I was trying to say before. (laughs) (laughs) I think you did a brilliant job, Scott. Um, but that's the thing, it, sh- it shouldn't define us, you know, we should accept it, acknowledge it, embrace it, love it, and it's part of us, and we're all we're all individuals in this kind of humanistic tapas that we all live in, um, and I think the more people can accept it, and hopefully you coming on today, mate, and doing what you've done will just raise people's gaze up a little bit and go, do you know what, um, I am going to see people in a bit of a different light, that's what we're doing here at the end of the day. Um, and you, JJ, by coming on and doing this has has massively enabled us to, you know, keep the conversation going. Thank you. You're welcome. Absolute legend. Thank I, you very much. I think we're kind of getting close to the end of this, I think. Um, I think we are. We, um, I'm going to do this, uh, and I would love people to continue to get in contact with us. We haven't, we haven't, we haven't, we haven't gone away. You're forgetting your letters today. (laughs) I am, yes, I am. We haven't gone away. We're taking a little bit of a break. We have had some kind of technical curveballs thrown in in the fact that we've got Series 2 coming up relatively soon. We're in the planning phase for that. It looks like we're going to have to do it via the means of technology as opposed to around the table. But do you know what? It might throw a couple of doubts in the way, but who cares? We're going to go for it anyway. We're not going to let that get in the way, are we, Scott? No, we will uh, will get through the the uh, delays under zoom technology yeah i don't even know what i'm saying anymore <laughs> but um yeah we'll, we'll find a way of doing it we're not going to let it get in the way are we no i don't think this has been too bad i think it's worked i think so we're going to be back very soon bigger and better and and re-energized and if people do want to kind of get in contact with us and suggest and get involved and come on and do what jj's done such an amazing job of um if people want to get involved, how do they do it, Scott? Uh, you, oh, there's, there's, a, there's a massive delay. I can't hear. That's a shocking <laughs> excuse. <laughs> no, you can follow us on Instagram at All About the Doubt, Facebook at All About the Doubt. We are on Twitter as well at All About Doubt. So Brilliant. forget the the on Twitter. And we also have an email address as well, which is allaboutthedoubt@gmail.com. Perfect. Which is what GJ wrote. GJ, GJ, JJ wrote to GJ. us on, didn't you, mate? And uh, yeah. you need to go and learn how to remember to speak. I do I need to go and relearn the alphabet. I think I've created my own alphabet this morning. So yeah, socials. It's it's all about the doubt on Facebook, Instagram, and email, and it's all about doubt on Twitter. Yeah, was that about right? That's the one. Scott, he has ripped you. He has ripped you, mate. 
JJ, do us a favour. This is going to be, this might well be our new bed. When I press that button again, do what you just did. Three, two, one. You can follow us on the socials. It's all about the doubt on Instagram and Facebook and on Gmail. It's all about doubt on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Genius. Scott, you've been sacked. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> JJ, you're an absolute legend, mate. I can't tell you how much this means to us. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure, and we've been wanting to get you on for ages. And you've thrown yourself into it, mate, in a big way. And and we love you for it, mate. It's been absolutely brilliant. Thank you so much. How's it been from your perspective, mate? Yeah, uh, the time's just flown by. It's um, been really fun, engaging. I really liked it. Good man. Awesome. Anytime you want to come back on, just let us know as well. Yeah, it's yeah. Gonna well. Be- uh, well um, something that I'm kind of looking into after reading a bit more on social anxiety is um, um, CBT. Is it cognitive behavioral therapy? Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm thinking um, I'm looking into that at the moment. So I could see how that goes. And then in a, in a few more, in whatever amount of time, um, I could come back on and, and maybe I'll be a different person. Mate, you'll be the same person. You'll be the same person. And that'll be brilliant. And that is a well respected well-recognized form of assistance for anxiety yeah cognitive behavioral therapy um absolutely mate give it a go and um yeah we would love to have you on again jj we really would mate um anytime you want all right you're a part of the show yeah. and um <laughs> you've, you've 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 made it mate you really have so um awesome. good luck with that jj good luck with that keep us keep us posted mate we will stay in touch with you and um, I think all that's left for today is to just say again a massive thank you, a massive thank you. You've um, um, you've you've broken through so much stuff, mate. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm just talking crap now. I'm keeping going on talking. I don't need to say yeah. anything else. <laughs> well done, mate. Thank you so much, Scott. Anything else? Uh, no, just again, thank you, JJ. It's massively appreciated. So, oh, thank much. you guys for having me on. It's been brilliant, mate. So um, we're going to dive out of this point. We will be back very, very soon. And um, this uh, it's been a pleasure sharing everything with you. Thank you so much. Um, take care. Wrap up warm. It's autumn. It's getting cold. We're going to be locked down for a period of time, but we'll help you through it when we come back into Series 2. How does that sound? We'll be, we'll be back. We'll be back. We'll be back. We'll see you soon. Take care, soon. See you. Oh, see one one oh, last oh, thing before oh. we go, Dad. Yeah. Can I have a lift later on? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> See ya. Bye. 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 Oh, genius. Uh, I might go and get some water. Go and get some water then. I'm going to leave my AirPods in. See if you can hear me filling it up in the bathroom. Oh, don't go and have a wee or anything. I'm not having a wee. I'm just <laughs> filling the bottle. <laughs> So it's, it's good to see you. I'm, I'm trying to think when it was that... Oh, we, we can hear him. Yeah, yeah, we can. Can hear him. <laughs> this is weird. We can't see you. But you can hear but me. But we can hear you. It's really odd. Don't I'm do anything. I'm on, I'm on my way back. Okay, thanks. I'm here. There you go. <laughs> That's the outtake right there. Oh, dear. That was, that was very strange.